frustrated and I went into a conference, uh, a little breakout session that was hosted by the Carroll School, which is up in Lincoln, Massachusetts, K through eight, dyslexic only. And the head of the school, a brilliant guy named Steve Wilkins, was so smart. He said, I'm not gonna stand up and talk to a room full of educators. Let me put my kids up there, right? So I remember this one, this one eighth grader, right? This gangly little dude, he gay, went up, he's all nervous and you know, kind of pulse, standing in front of a room like this. And he reaches into this backpack and he pulls out this size 11 basketball high top. And on the, on the, on the heel, he's got this like erector set attached, right? And this long cord leading out of it. And he explains to everybody that it is, this is his prototype for a shoe that enables him to charge a cell phone while he walked. And everyone, yeah, right? That's everyone else's reaction. It's like, oh, that's really good, man, right? Yeah, there's some technical issues, right? But, but listen, you know, that's, that's details. But the beauty was that the moment this kid's presentation ended, every arm in the place shot up, right? And all of these very impressive educators going, how did you think of that? That's so creative. And I watched this kid literally, this little eighth grader, like blossom into this deity. Right? That kid was going to walk out of that presentation hall, and he was never, ever, ever going to believe that he was stupid or lazy or indolent. In fact, the kid is probably five years from now going out to Palo Alto and giving Zuckerberg, right? Run for his money, right? He's going to displace Zuckerberg. This kid was so empowered. And I thought to myself, here's the answer. Here's the answer. What we have to do is we have to take these students who are so disenfranchised, so frustrated, so thirsty for positive reinforcement, and introduce them to that cognitive skill set that they have, which is a direct result of the construction of their brains. And as I said earlier, entrepreneurship, engineering, architecture, and the arts, what we need to do is take those subject matters, those vocations, distill them to an age-appropriate middle school level, and then once we've got these learners hooked, we can embed it with that social-emotional learning and that executive functioning methodology, because I can attest that once you've got a captive dyslexic, they are ravenous. They are thirsty. They've built up this moxie and this grit, and then all of a sudden you're revealing something they're better at against their peers. This is a brand new message. And so, I went, I'm, right, I'm in Cambridge, like I said, right, the Saudi Arabia of academics, right? And I went to the best institutions. I went to Harvard School of Education, I went to Tufts University, and I went to the Carroll School. And I said, this is what I want to build. I said, we're, we're down. It sounds brilliant. Nobody's done that. Not brilliant. Okay. I, I, I hope they said that's brilliant. They said we're interested. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> little artistic liberty, I guess. But uh, uh, I'm still working out some issues for my youth. Um, so, uh, but the beauty was that, that they got on board. And, and, then, and then I was faced with the question is, okay, how do I avoid the mistake of the traditional educational path, right? How do I avoid text as that barrier to entry? So I hunted around, and it turns out that uh, Harvard, MIT and Stanford University have created something called edX. edX is a state-of-the-art internet platform where they provide their MOOCs, their massively open online curriculum. Okay? And because these three universities have you know, the GDP of a small country, each one of them, they said, well, part of building this and part of our social responsibility is we'll open source our software, which means that anybody can utilize the state-of-the-art technology to create their own MOOCs. So I found a company that works between me as the content provider and this software. And we 
determined that I could actually offer every single one of my lesson plans through a variety of modalities, right? I could offer my lesson plan through a video presentation. I could offer it through an audio presentation or a graphic or a pictorial representation, which enables that dyslexic learner to access the information without having to stumble over text as that barrier. Now, I don't want to ever be mistaken for saying that dyslexics don't have to learn how to read. They absolutely do. But the point is this, is that if we can get to these kids when they're in middle school, we can access or reveal to them what their inherent capacities are. Before, as my, my friend Ben Foss, another, another friend in the field, says, before the cement of their personality is solidified, we can theoretically, and I hope to prove this, we can take these kids, empower them in such a way that we can not only reduce attrition rates and reduce drug and alcohol and incarceration rates, but better yet is we can give birth to these kids. They can access within themselves a new narrative, an empowered narrative, where they can go out and they can join the ranks of those famous dyslexics that I, that I listed earlier. But more importantly, so these individuals can become self-actualized, satisfied, content, confident human beings. And I'll end it on this. There is a lot, there are a lot of problems facing today's society. Hope you enjoyed that topic. To add to more dyslexia, part seven, texting, looking at their phones, and now with Tinder on dating websites or any kinds of websites, they're swiping left, texting, listening to music, listening to inappropriate music. So what does that cause? Posting inappropriate stuff online, such as death threats, and weapons maybe saying something inappropriate about the threats about the school and threatening to do bad things. Trust me, I saw it on today on a news story. Today, the kid went to jail for it. And don't tell me he didn't deserve to. He absolutely deserved to. Kids from 20 to 29 have problems, but most people at the age of 30 settle down. How do I know that? Trust me, I've been through my struggles and I've settled down when I... Turn 30, you won't believe problems it takes care of when you turn 30. Or 20, 25, 29 is the hardest age, I would say, especially for mental illness. And what's most important are kids. Short Google definition or dyslexia for general term for this disorder that involves dyslexia, difficulty in learning to read or interpret words, letters, and other symbols, but that did not affect general intelligence. Dyslexia in my uh, definition is affects the brain in reading and possibly writing, handwriting, math, and gross motor skill. They have a learning difference, not affected by the brain or intelligence. They may have a hard time with their hands. Causes this disability, be upfront about your disability because no matter what, that shows confidence. Friends, girlfriend, boyfriend, doctors, parents, anybody that you think is important,
because if you become okay with it, other people will become okay with it. Trust me, I've learned. And now on to the NFL and sports. In the NFL tonight, become the, the biggest Thursday night game of the season, it'll be Aaron Rodgers from the PS Bears fans' hatred, the Packers, and the Aaron Rodgers revamped Aaron Rodgers and against undefeated Cardinals, probably MVP, and Cardinals undefeated team Kyle Murray. This would help Kyle Murray convincing the NFL to win. Three-time MVP against Aaron Rodgers, who is tied for the second most all-time MVPs is Rodgers. And if the Packers would jump rope the or the Aaron Rodgers and the Packers would jump rope Cardinals, that would help Aaron Rodgers voting an MVP as well. The headlines, people that are out with injuries, J.J. Watt, shoulder surgery, out for the season that was just announced a few days ago by Adam Schefter in CBS. This is according to CBS. Devontae Adams out with COVID-19. Dennis Tackle out. Cornerback Kevin King questionable. And Daryl Dennis listed as questionable. And now on to the Cardinals. Less of their players other than J.J. Watt. Richard Lawrence, calf. DeAndre Hopkins, hamstring. Offensive line, Garcia, Achilles, Dale, Dennis, hamstring, questionable. All these players except Dennis Kelly and J.J. Watt for the Cardinals. Kick is at 7.20. In baseball, the Astros and Braves have the night off as the series is tied at one. Both being blowouts, saw in game one. Jorge Slayer started out with a bang. Alex Brigman started game two with a pop fly. One in the second to tie it at one. But then the Astros scored four unanswered. Runs in the second. The Braves got one in the fifth. Astros added one in the sixth. Seven two. Game two. And game one's final was... Six to two, Atlanta. Podcast is rated PG Chip 13. This is Sam Vaughn for Sam Sports Report and Sam's Mental Health Day and Sam's Learning Disability Day. This is Sam Vaughn.